lick your lips. Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse, transparent conversations for marriage, family, and relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media at Fuse Marriages. Join the conversation by emailing us info at fusemarriages.com. All right, sir. Spring is in the air. It is. See my yellow? Hey, it is in the air. Frank, spring is my fra- favorite time of the year. Is it? Yeah. Because you don't have allergies anymore. Well, but even before then, it was my favorite, though. Yeah. It's just the best weather. Yeah. Especially in the South. We live in Texas, so, you know, it's at 70 degree weather, 75, and it's like perfect. It's nice. People, Some people like cold or like hot, but I, I like, like perfect. Fall. I'm a fall girl. The leaves are changing. Well, not in Texas. In Texas, there's no fall. It's it's winter. A little bit. Spring, summer, spring, summer, fall. It's all the same. But it is nice. It is nice. It's a it's a good season to enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Well, today we have a full packed, I believe, discussion, and I think it's gonna gonna cover a variety of topics. But I think. It all pertains to just relationships and dealing with each other, dealing with yourself, even on, in a lot of cases. Right. Yeah. So you got to deal with yourself, too. Or you wreck yourself. <laughs> See you over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. You, they don't even know what that is. Some people like, wreck you. like, what? What yeah. is that from? Google it. Yeah. Is that from, did Drake say that or something? Like, Drake. Oh, my goodness. No, you don't know who you're listening, so you may be surprised who what they think. Drake didn't say that. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> From the jump. Yeah. From the jump. Yeah. No, um, but today we're going to talk about a book. It's really not a book. It's an essay mm-hmm. by Dr. Robert Jones. Mm-hmm. And the title of the essay is Just One Thought. Okay. And I was reading it. Actually, I, I finished reading it. It's really short. Somebody, you can look it up and, and read it yourself. But it's an essay. It's like 50 pages. But it just talks about dealing with life circumstances, yourself, Happiness, a lot of different variety of topics that really pertain to, in my opinion, how you relate to people and how you relate to society and the world in general, whether it's family, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, kids, all of it. Yeah. And I think it'd be a a good discussion to to have. Right. Would would you agree? I agree. Let's jump into it. then. Let's jump into it. So I have I have some some, you know, excerpts I'm going to read out of it, you know, just to kind of really set the stage. And uh, we'll kind of just dig into it and, you know, we'll give our little insight on on a little. My insight is big. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to give my big insight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> no, seriously, no, I'm, we're going give, to we'll give our insight. Right. And just an our perspective on really what the take of, you know, some of the ideas that he brings up. Is he absolutely right on everyone? Maybe not. But maybe he is. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So one of the actually he has a section that's called happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a little it's a little short paragraph, so y'all just bear with me right now. So he starts off. We will not, however, I'm jumping into the beginning of the paragraph, so hopefully that's why it sounds that way. So we will not, however, find happiness by pursuing goals, having or doing. And I just messed up my part. Let me get back to it. We will not find happiness by pursuing goals or having or doing. We will, whenever we get a new job, earn more money, get married, get divorced, or reach whatever goal we set for ourselves. We are happy. We are happy. 
However, soon the new becomes mundane and we find we are not satisfied as we were. We start thinking about the better position, the higher paying job, a different group of friends, a new car, the uh, the uh, the another significant person that you want to get, get in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. We again daydream of new goals that we think will bring us happiness. Mm. So hopefully I got the gist of that right. So I guess what what I, I heard him say is like, you know what, we, we all are trying to achieve things, mm-hmm. which is what we should be trying to achieve, whatever that's a new car, new house. Knew a lot of everything. They're so trying to just be better in general, just to make have a better life. Mm-hmm. But at some point, we get those things, then we get bored with that, mm-hmm. and we say, "Okay, what's next?" If you're a person that achieves, do you stop achieving once you reach that that goal? I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What's the next goal?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even I go back to my sports days. You know what? I want to average twenty points a game. Okay, I get that. Now I want to average twenty five points a game. Oh, I got this car. Man, I like that. I want my first car. I wanted to be a BMW when I, whenever I graduated college. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm a, I had like a little model BMW car. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? When I graduated, I got my BMW car. Now, it was stripped down. It didn't have nothing. It, was, it had leatherette. It was a stick shit. Okay, you go look that up. I'm being for real. It, it <laughs> wasn't leather. It's like now called like, they, um, like a, oh, I guess maybe it's still called leatherettes. I don't know. Maybe, but the next car, I said, okay, I mean, okay, I drove it for, you know, four or five years. I'm like, okay, I want something else. Mm-hmm. So, but the idea of always wanting to get something and then you get it, you get happy at first, but then you're like, okay, now I'm like, what's my, what's the next thing? What are your thoughts on that? I think that's, uh, I think that happens a lot. And I think that it's like kind of a fine line between being content and being driven, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause you want to still, you want to have and enjoy the thing you have without feeling like you have to push. I know I've heard people um, on award shows, they say, Hey, I won an Oscar. I won a Grammy. And instead of that being like, Oh my gosh, I did this thing. I'm excited. I can take a break. I can lean yeah. back. Yeah. People feel more pressure to achieve. They feel like, okay, now I have to get the next one. I have to write another great album. I have to go and I have to perform this thing so that people still think that I'm relevant, that what I'm saying matters. So it it can add pressure as opposed to kind of alleviate some of that. And some of that is internal, like, oh, I have to do it again. I have to do it bigger. I have to do it better. And some of that is societal. Some of that is external. Like, okay, well, what are you going to do next? So finding the balance between the desire to achieve and being okay with where you are, who you are, what you have going on. Because I, because I can also see this happening in a lot of couples where, okay, you, you got the one and they're great and they're perfect. But what if, what if I gave up too much? What if I, what if, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I shouldn't have to sacrifice this much or I, I, you know, I didn't do dot, dot, dot. I should have done dot, dot, dot. And I think that that is, probably a really big problem in marriage because people think that they're settling when really there's, I think there's like the word compromise, like you should compromise in marriage. Now I'm not talking about like your baseline. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. like, okay, well I'm giving in because there's not going to be anybody. I'm going to be single forever. Like that's some nonsense. But what I do think is when you get in a marriage, there is some give and take. There are some things that happen. And sometimes I think people look at it as like, okay, well I got it. This is, I, sh- I could have gotten this had I waited or had I pursued that. And I think that that's kind of a challenging conversation that we have with one another. 
No, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to read another short paragraph here. And I think let's, let's try to summarize. Okay. What is he trying to say in regards to happiness? Mm-hmm. I have my thoughts on it. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it as, as well. So he continued on with, with happiness and he says, okay, we look at couples with respect. We wish we could be in love as much as they are live in the community that they do take a vacation. We admire how well the children are doing mm. when we go to bed, worrying about the same finances, same arguments, same private, private demons. Yeah. But we, we, we know we're searching for their happiness, mm. right? Searching for their happiness. Right. Because it looks Ooh. good, right? It looks it looks appealing. Yeah. I see that couple on Facebook. Man, they look like they in love, man. Look at them. They taking trips. They on a date. I ain't been on a date. You know what? COVID need to hurry up because I ain't been on a date since COVID started. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I mean? And we see like, man, how they going on? I'm kind of like, man, I want to be in. See, you tripping. You ain't dressed same, up like that. The same one time. Um like how people say the grass is greener on the other side. I can't remember who said it, mm-hmm. but um, the saying is the grass is greener where you water, right. where you water it. Right. And I think that that's true. So I think this happens all the time. It's like kind of like this obsession with comparison, this obsession with, well, my man doesn't do that for me. Well, my girl, she, she don't act like that. She don't look like that. She don't walk like that. My dude, he not, he not doing what that guy is doing for his girl. He's not bringing me flowers every day and writing me poems and all this stuff. And you don't know if it's a facade or not, but the truth of the matter is it shouldn't even matter. Like how that dude, it's like, oh man, good for her. I'm glad I got mine. Let me let me spend some time here watering the grass. Let me spend some time here taking care of mm-hmm. of us, talking about what I want. Hey, man, they're going on some trips. That looks fun. Hey, babe, it'll be fun if we went on some trips versus like, man, they're going on trips. My dude don't take me on no trips. Why is why she get to go on the trips? What she got that I don't got? You know, all this, man, that will eat away at your life. That'll yeah. eat away at your time. That'll eat away at your person and your relationship. Just everything. That's real. That's real. Dr. Robert Jones, just one thought is what we're, we're talking about. And he, he one of the sections he's talking about is, is happiness. Right. So we're just trying to, you know, digest even what he's he's talking about and what I got out of it. Right. To kind of we kind of mentioned about he starts off in the first section about goals. Right. Goals don't bring you happiness. Setting goals and achieving them don't bring you happiness. Talk on it. Talk on it. Talk on it. OK. Mm-hmm. It's just the ability to to set it is, is one thing and cool and even achieve it is another thing. But in the day, that doesn't sustain the happiness that you're really looking for. Mm. So, so then he goes even deeper saying, okay, I set goals. He said, and the other, that's internal. Mm-hmm. Right? Then he, he didn't say this, but I'm breaking it down. I just said what it is. Then he says, externally, you know what? I see something. I see somebody. You know what? Their relationship looks good. That job looks good. That situation looks better than mine. Their kids are behaving better than mine. I want that. Mm. If I get that, I'd be happy. And then at the end of the day, we don't realize, you know what? Kirk dealing with the same thing we dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can, if y'all know that story anyway, but like we all are dealing with different issues, even though if we don't see them, they, they, right. we call, he called them private demons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all have them. I don't care who you are, well. how you present yourself, how you dress it up, how big your Bible is. It don't matter. Mm. We all have I'll them. Your Bible. No, it does not matter. I've learned that. Yeah, I didn't always believe that. Mm. I thought the bigger your Bible, you know, the the the, the smaller your demon. Woo. I thought that for the longest. I think a lot of people do. They wouldn't say it quite like that, but that's yeah. real talk. I honestly thought that. So, like, you know what? If I get my Bible big enough, mm-hmm. then I can get my demon small enough. Mm-hmm. 
and, and that's that not true. Translate into not just my Bible big enough, but if I if I know the right words to say, if oh, I yeah. if I know the right people, if I have the right connections, then I won't have these problems. But you see people that are poor getting divorced. You see yeah. people that are rich getting divorced. Man. You see people dealing with kids that are famous. You there are people that are dealing with kids that are not famous. Yep. You see people struggling with finances when they got it, and people struggling when they don't. Like it's like it's all that. It it's is all, all of that. that. It's mm-hmm. all of that, and we all. I mean, so like happiness is has to be is to start from somewhere else right. and i guess the question you to ask where you want to try to dig into where that happiness is going to start and be able to be sustained this is so real because what you just said you said that goals and achieving them don't bring happiness and like you can set goals in your relationship you can set goals for your education you can set goals for your family for yourself and you would think not anybody would think because mm-hmm. we're taught that way. We're taught, you know, strive, set a goal, push towards that goal, get that thing that you want. And so often that's just it's empty. Yeah. And you wonder like, OK, why? Because I, I spent all this time, all this energy trying to go for this thing and I'm still unsatisfied. I think that that's kind of like a life question. Something that you really have to evaluate. Like, am I pursuing this thing? Because this is what I'm supposed to do. Am I pursuing this thing? Because this is what um, I, I was taught to do. Is this purposeful or purposeless? Like there's so much to that, that the goal is not the achievement. The goal, it, it's something that you want, but it's not the achievement of your life. It's not the compilation right. of all that you are to be is to accomplish this one thing. I think there's a lot in there. Y'all let us know what you think as well about your goals, about what seeing that thing, seeing that person. Cause I've even heard like dudes, I'm gonna get her. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That's and then the you goal. get her and then it's like, That's a, now yeah. what? You're right. Now what? You're right. Mm. No, you're a hundred percent right. You know what I mean? So I think the happiness, I think that each person has to understand, you know, where they get that from. Mm-hmm. If they're looking externally or internally and trying to, and trying to, trying to really understand how to sustain that. Yeah. But I think it's, I mean, happiness is a choice. You got to wake up and want it regardless yeah. of what the circumstances, what the dynamics of what it is, you have to figure you have to, you have to want it. Mm. You have to want it on a daily basis in order to say, okay, you know what? I'm choosing it today. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing happiness today, even though the circumstances may not fit where I think they should fit. I'm doing my best because <laughs> nobody perfect to choose happiness today. I get mad, get frustrated like everybody else. But like, you know, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make that effort and that mm-hmm. step to do that. And some people even go as far as joy, like yeah. that deeper, okay. I have to take the behaviors and make the behaviors that make me happy, but I have to determine in my soul that kind of like, yep. hey, I will be happy regardless of circumstances. The book we're talking about is or the essay is just one thought by Dr. Robert Jones. So please join us. We are going to take a just a few minutes break, a uh, few seconds break, and just come right back and jump right back into this conversation. But do let us know your thoughts. Connect with us on social media, and we will be right back. In two and two. Hey, y'all. We just wanted to take a quick break, and thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Um, so if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe. Follow us on all social media. And, oh, we have this thing that we want you to check out, FusedRadio.com. There are other broadcasters that you will hear from. You're really going to love it. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. You all are so wonderful, um, and we look forward to connecting with you more in the future. 
Hey, we are back. So thank you for rejoining us. Make sure you tell your friends and your family to come on in, listen in, and have some of these conversations with us. So we are discussing an essay. We just kind of got finished um, talking about happiness. And now we're going to kind of go into a little bit more talking about our memories. Yeah, hopefully, you know, this is just trying to help people think about, you know, their relationships themselves, how they see life, how they see things. Just challenging a little bit and maybe bring some questions up that they can kind of, you know, have further discussion with their significant other or just, you know, just internally kind of, you know, process some things. Yeah. All right. So another section he he talks about, I'm going to read just, you know, one particular sentence here and we're kind of just have a have a discussion about what I think is pretty, pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get through all of it. But he says we cannot describe what is happening in our lives because it's already happened once we try to describe it. We cannot even explain what has happened in our life. We can only express the memory of what has happened. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's accurate. I think it's, it's really hard to, um, to tell exactly what happened, the way it happened in the manner and with the emotions with which it happened, because once something happens then you become reflective like it's like that happened yeah. to me, whether it's anger that stems from that or frustration or sadness or glee, you know, it's already an event that's occurred. So trying to express it is the challenge. I know he also um, wrote in the essay about accurately recalling our memories. I know you could probably read that better than I can say it, but we tend to incorrectly recall good and bad memories because there are spots in it that we don't quite know how we felt when we were feeling it and now that we're outside of it now it's that hindsight is 2020 thing so now i'm looking back on it and i'm attributing how i feel about it now Mm -hmm. to how i must have felt about it then which may or may not be accurate you know so so now i'm telling the story as if i felt about it then as i feel about it now i know that's a lot going on right because you you telling you're breaking it down so so when i tell of when i'm telling my spouse how i feel or how i felt about something i've now processed how i feel and now i'm telling Mm -hmm. you something which may or may not be accurate so what happens a lot of times is we're having arguments just to bring it home sometimes we're having arguments with our spouse when both perspectives of the past are flawed, how what actually happened is yep. not how I'm con- how I'm talking about it and how you remember it is not how it actually happened either. So I think we have to be more gracious when communicating with one another because neither of us are really speaking about what actually happened. We're speaking about our interpretation and what we felt about what happened. And so that can be convoluted because my feelings are not yours and your feelings are not mine. So then we're kind of having, you know, schisms in our relationship based on feelings that we didn't feel then, but that we feel now. So I think that there's a lot that can go into having um, having discussions about things that are challenging or even remembering past events. Sometimes we Mm -hmm. we tend to kind of make them prettier than they were Um, like, oh, those were good times in college. Like, uh. You're, really? Yeah. Like, okay. Let me refresh okay. your memory. Yeah. Let me let me talk about that a little bit, and you can you can start to recall. So we do a, a disservice to our spouse, to our mm. children, to society at large, because we're not really being honest about the thing, but we act as if and we communicate as if we are. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes it makes complete sense. Um, okay. and I'm just gonna read just a, a little short uh, sentence that basically almost I mean you hit it right on the head. He says. We, we, we typically remember the gist of an event rather than the exact details. Mm-hmm. 
when we describe a past event, we tend to fill in with our memory gaps with what we believe we experience, which is not necessarily what we did experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, makes me think like, okay, so every argument we didn't have, you really, you've been making it up on me. <laughs> you've been you applying all the stuff I didn't <laughs> did wrong over the last umpteen years and brought it to this. Cause like what he's saying, that affects how yes. you remember. Right. Yes. And if it's getting applied so now the storyline is not just a storyline of what happened at that point in time. Man. The storyline is being carried from what has happened it's over the past. It's all yes, of it. Yes, because your experience live your experiences live in your body and mm-hmm. to, to some degree. Um, and this is also this goes to a conversation about therapy. This goes to a conversation about counseling. Because if you are not working through that then you end up carrying it everywhere that you go. You know, like Erica Badu's song, Bag Lady. Mm-hmm. Don't make me sing it. Y'all know, y'all, if y'all, y'all are carrying, we are carrying things from relationship to relationship, whether it's a friendship or a spouse or a friend, because we haven't unloaded, we haven't unpacked these bags. And now we're dealing with this circumstance and carrying with us all the other circumstances, all the other memories that we have. Yeah into this moment and it jades the not only now as we're talking about it but it jades our past our our remembering of the past like you talked to me crazy well i i i didn't but now i'm recalling well i didn't see i know Mm -hmm. what it is to talk crazy so that's not how i talk to you based on my past experiences (laughs) and then you saying well hold on you you did talk to me crazy i know what crazy sounds like because i've heard people so then we're coming at each other and we're having this conversation based on false pretenses well that's crazy and that happens all the time right that happens all the time when we're talking about spouses and perspectives that's why your perspective really matters that's why being honest with this is this is what I'm coming to the table with really matters good and bad. You're going to look at something differently. Friends, family, you're going to look at something different. If you came from a single parent household, it does not mean that you can't be a strong man or a strong woman. It does not mean that you cannot be, um, have great positive influences at all, at all, but you're going to look at it differently than you, than somebody that might have had a a dual parent household. You're going to look at something differently if you grew up in a middle class um, family and if you grew up with, um, you know, financial challenges, you're going to look at something differently if you've been in an abusive relationship and if you haven't. You're going to look at things differently depending on the stability that you had around you. You're going to look at things differently based on your education and none of it is bad, but you do have to recognize that it's present. That's good. That's good. Dr. Robert Jones, just one thought. That's the the, the essay mm-hmm. we are we are talking about. Pretty interesting essay. A lot of different topics in regards to, you know, how you see yourself, how you see people, mm-hmm. how you see relationships. And um, it's just I, I read another part, just a second. But I think about it, you know, an, an example that really that I've seen recently. And just for, you know, uh, anonymity's sake, I say, you know, this was about Mary and Tom Okay. and Mary and Tom. We're having a discussion mm-hmm. and I was a witness to this discussion. Mary and Tom are married. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was witness to the discussion and part of the discussion was like, Hey, you know what is about women and, you know, leadership and different things. Just like, okay, just, I mean, just real, just, you know, normal, just like a normal conversation. Like, Hey, there's a thoughts on this and the other. And I noticed Mary got upset at Tom's answer. 
And me, I'm like, okay, I, I didn't really get Tom said, hey, you know what? Just, you know, I think, you know, women may, you know, or can be leaders, this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. Very kind of like, it was a neutral. It wasn't you no know, positive or negative. And Mary responded back with like a little venom in it. And I was like, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at Dr. Robert Jones's thing. It's like the memory of maybe what he had said before. Mm-hmm. It came back to the present, yeah. which had nothing to do with it now. But what had happened before, everything got brought to mm-hmm. the present time. And this is really big in conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. The key is resolution. And You've asked this question when we've done premarital counseling before, and I think it's just an excellent question. And I'd like to pose it to you all, too. Let us know what you think about this. But the question was, what does a resolved conflict look like? Because a lot of us, like we say, like, oh, okay, well, it's over. Is it for both of you? over have yeah, you ha, what does real. it look like to really that's resolve real, real. a conflict because otherwise the next conflict this Man. conflict is right behind it right behind but it. i know the last time we had this conversation you did it like wait a minute i thought that was wrong resolved it wasn't for both of you yeah. so making sure that both of you know what does it look like to resolve a conflict does it look like okay some people they want their makeup sex that's their thing i guess okay that's cool some people they want to talk about it to death you know, mm-hmm. that's me. I want to talk about it to death. Man. So some all people, day, that's night. their Ooh. thing. And once it is like, okay, we've talked about every possible aspect of this right. thing, then it's dead. Okay, that's that person. Somebody else, they might be like, hey, once we say we're sorry, we give each other a high five, we're good to go. Let's go out to eat. You know, so making sure that you know for your relationship, this can be with your spouse, this can be with a yeah. friend, this can be with a parent or whatever. Make sure that you know, what does it look like? Hey, is this done? Do we? Do you want to continue talking about it? Do we need to deal with this differently? That's important. That's important. But I know you had yeah. another point you wanted to make too. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to read a, a brief sentence here just from uh, another section, mm-hmm. uh, section from Memories is, is, the t- is the head t- name title of the section. He says, we forget some details. Mm-hmm. Okay. We forget some details and substitute commonly held beliefs based on our memory of our past experiences. In other words, our minds often construct memories using a blend of remembered experience and and knowledge. We often forget particular details for the simple fact that we need to be right. Yeah, suck Mm. this, suck that in. Take a take a deep breath on that one. So some of y'all is just, you know what? Y'all just trying to be right. And y'all don't even know y'all trying to be right. Y'all, so I ain't gonna it's put me in that cat. It ain't, it ain't me. You know, I don't want. I can be wrong. Mm-hmm. Not. I got to be right too. You know what I mean? So I fall in that category too. Yeah, but I think we. I think we all, so, to some degree, like nobody goes into a conversation saying I'm wrong about this. Yeah. But some yeah. people know when they're wrong about yeah. it, and they want to stick to it because they be like, I'm. Not, I might be, but I'm. Yeah. Look, I'm a hold my ground. I'm a hold my ground. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. That's a that's, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal, and just. You know what? I think we have to be careful of how we are really experiencing people's situations, right? Particularly when they're painful or you we got, you know, I get defensive real quick. So I could be thinking about, remember, okay, last time she said, or last time he did. And it's like, that's just defense mechanism, which is really just a memory mm. because situation may be different. And you, you, you responding to how, what happened before I'm laughing. Cause you know what? Sometimes we deal with that like yesterday. You know what I mean? So that's why we laugh. It's like, hey, we real regular. You know what I mean? We just, hey, we trying to work it <laughs> we out. We doing life. We doing yeah. life. And it's like, it happens though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It happens. Yeah. And we have to be careful. Say, okay, am I responding to this moment or to really what I believe has happened? And I, I'm blending something 
and trying to be right in my response. Yeah, because you say something all the time and you say you can be right and wrong at the same time. Yes, indeed. You say that all the time. And I think that's so, um, so important to recognize that you can be right and still be wrong. You can be handling somebody poorly. You can be triggering them, knowing that you're triggering them. You can be causing harm. And some of that harm that we do, particularly in conflict, that carries on. And so making sure that we're, we're helping our partner heal, like, like we've said before, like you can't heal your partner, but you can help them to their healing. And I think that that's critical that we're not causing further damage. Obviously, you know, iron sharpening iron, it speaks of friction. That's part of what's going to happen in the relationship. We're refining each other. We're making each other better. And some of that, we're kind of, we're going to have to smooth some of those, some of those rough spots. I got some rough spots. We just talked about this yesterday. Some of that, there's, there's some rough spots in the relationship. There are some things that you need to adjust and some things that I need to adjust but man we have to be careful on how we handle one another because there is a whole memory that no mm. matter how long you've been with your spouse no matter how long you guys have been friends or or whomever they lived a little bit they have yeah. some memories prior to meeting you could have met when you were oh, we've known each other since kindergarten but you didn't live with them you don't know what their house was like oh no we our families we are best friends but you don't know what they dealt with in their own mind with their own insecurities with their own issues and those yeah. things can sometimes carry with us so we just have to be mindful have of what be. that of what that is and that idea of being right is huge that's huge Making sure that you are not the kind of person that I am not the kind of person that always has to be right. Man, because that person it's tough. You're right is though. Doggone near impossible to be in a relationship with because you never. Hey, you feel say that a little too strong. Hold on now. I'm feeling I love like, you though. Yeah. But no, no, I'm just saying there are there are some people that it's just so hard because yeah. they can never lighten up. They can never say, you know what, I might have been wrong. Yeah, you know what, I real. was wrong. Yeah, I didn't do dot, dot, dot properly. And it's not to beat somebody over the head, but it's a sense of relief that you give that person when you say, hey, I apologize for this. So we all need to make sure that we're not the one that I got to be right. It doesn't matter what damage it does to whomever, because some of that's not even overt. Some of that is just like, I got this thing on me. You know, I got this thing that tells me that. So. This was really an interesting discussion. Did you have anything you wanted to add here at the end? No, no, no. I think you hit it all, you know, the major stuff. I mean, it's just like, hey, we all trying to figure this out together. Hopefully this is being, you know, thought provoking for you. You know, bring it. Keep talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Research it. Google it. Whatever. Try to, like, get information to really be a better you. And we're going to actually come back to some of this conversation. So we have one more show in this season. I cannot believe that we're ending this season already but we have one more show coming up and we have more that we want to talk about so please connect with us tell your families and friends thank you so much for joining us today Uh, make sure you connect with us on facebook and instagram check out our website for more content and resources fusemarriages.com let's talk about it you're listening to fuse with tristan and michael